Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome back to another episode of the New Guy Radio Podcast. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you all about my recent experience of my first ever shift within the resource area of the emergency department. It was, uh, it was an awesome day and I learned so much from it and I'm so, so excited to keep pushing more and more within this resource area. Um, so as you can imagine, leading up to this shift, it was uh, quite nerve wracking. Like I've spent my 12 months in, in ICU getting my grad year underway, uh, then spent the last nine months here within the, the emergency department learning how to be an emergency nurse. Uh, and that's mostly within the, the acute bed spaces, but also within the ambulatory care, short stay, toxicology, and also the mental health area. Um, and looking at it now, so after spending that day uh, within the, the resource bay, um, I'm actually quite... Um, I'm actually quite happy that I have spent nine months now within ED uh, before pushing into this resource area. Uh, I felt uh, towards the beginning of the year uh, that I want to try to push into resource as quickly as possible. Um, that way I'm going to gain more exposure to really, really sick patients, especially as I only have two years to gain as much experience as possible uh, before I move into full-time army next year. But actually, yeah, I'm actually really happy that it has been nine months. And why is that? Uh, so I guess the, the more time I've been having within the acute bed spaces, the more exposure to patients that I've received. Uh, and things just become a bit more second nature. So for example, I now know that when a patient's coming in uh, to the acute area, what do I need to get underway? I need to do my, take my hand over, write my note. I need to get in, do my systematic head to toe assessment. I need to get in, whack a cannula in, take the bloods order those bloods, send them away for, to pathology. Uh, ordering my ECG, conducting the ECG, uploading it to the computer system. Um, doing you know, my head to toe, which encompasses a skin assessment, getting in and getting a property form done with my patient, making sure everything's accounted for and, and is there, signed, ready to go. Uh, if the patient needs some pain release up front, getting some nurse-initiated nurse medications um, and getting some of the pain on top of it straight away. So. Uh, and also, what else I need to be able to, knowing who I need to escalate to. If I'm concerned about a patient you know, in the, sort of the immediate sense, what doctors do I go up to to talk to? Uh, if I'm needing to coordinate to get this patient out a bit quicker, and, and so I've already done, I've done a skin assessment, I've logged all their cannulas, I've knowing exactly where to go into the computer system to get inf- all the information I need put into it, so that patient can get um, transferred up to the ward um, within a, a decent time. So, And then coordinating with those uh, emergency coordinators, other nurses who, who worry about where patients are going to be taken to within the different bed spaces in the hospital. Um, so all of this now, so what I'm trying to get to is that by going up and practicing skills such as whacking in cannulas and ECGs, putting in indwelling catheters mixed with the procedures of knowing exactly what needs to be done for the patient to get them up to the ward and, or, uh, and also talking to doctors, uh, all that sort of stuff has now become very much ingrained into my day-to-day practice. It's stuff that I don't really have to think about anymore. I know when I see that patient in front of me now and I take that hand over from the ambos or from the triage area, um, I know sort of now how to get the ball rolling uh, to be able to effectively treat the, get this patient treated accordingly and get them where they need to be. Um, so by the time now I've come into the resus area, I don't have to worry about thinking of that sort of stuff. That's now become a little bit more autonomous 
and now I can start clearing up that brain space to be to be worrying about the stuff that happens now more specifically in resus. So, how did this uh, resus shift go? Uh, so I guess leading up to it, uh, the night before, I was really wanting to go over a bit more information and just brush up on some things. Uh, so what did I brush up on? I brushed up on uh, types of shock. Uh, so looking more of your like hypovolemic versus your distributive versus obstructive and cardiogenic type shocks. Um, what else? Uh, looking at my uh, like inotropes and vasopressors, looking at the receptors that they work upon and when am I going to give these types of infusions and when. Uh, looking at uh, going over mechanical ventilation again, just sort of brushing up on the absolute basics. Um, and just looking at some sort of diagnostic procedures and even going over in my head like how I'd go through uh, setting up for intubation for a patient and stuff like that. So just wanted to keep going and brush up on some stuff. So when I came into this resus shift, I was going to just maximise my time and, and really keep pushing forward. So as I came onto the shift, uh, I was paired up with uh, one of the more senior uh, nurses in the resus area for the day. Uh, and absolute wonderful nurse and a fantastic teacher as well. So I really, uh, I had a wonderful day within the resus area. Um, so as I've turned up to the shift, there was a, a trauma respond was coming in. Uh, so within the health service that I work in, there's a few different um, categories of trauma alerts that come through. So you have, number one is trauma alert and, and, what, and what happens and what it sounds like. Uh, so as you're uh, in the area, you overhead, you'll have the, the triage nurse will say trauma respond, resus one, as an example, uh, which means that the trauma alert is coming into resus bay one. Um, and so there's different classifications of trauma. Uh, and so if you meet particular mechanisms of injury, you get uh, a trauma alert. And that sends a message out to a few different key doctors within the hospital, a few different key people that need to be alerted. Um, but they don't have to respond to the resus area straight away. Um, you sort of meet trauma alert category if you meet certain, certain mechanisms of injury. As an example, you may be involved in a motor vehicle accident traveling at a speed greater than 60 k's an hour, uh, or you may have fallen from a height of greater than three meters. And there's tons of these different criteria as well. Um, and so, and keep in mind uh, that a patient may be involved in this sort of incident and may have sustained quite a few injuries, may be quite unwell. Uh, also, they may be involved in this type of injury. You may have been in a, in a motor vehicle accident at a speed greater than 60 k's an hour, um, but uh, you may not have sustained that many injuries or really be injured at all. And so when you come into that bed space, you'll still be seen straight away by the doctors and still have all the nurses and stuff in there ready to go. Uh, but you may get a, a quick image, have a quick head to toe, do some basic diagnostic stuff and be and be sent out into the into the acute bed space pretty quickly um, but the next level up is going to be a trauma respond uh, and that means that the the ambos pre-hospitally have uh, called through and said yeah this is the real deal they've been involved in in this particular uh, mechanism of injury they've sustained all of these types of injuries uh, their medical status is actually really unwell. Um, so that gets sent out. A message will also get sent out at this level to particular key consultants and doctors from not only our emergency department, but also uh, doctors from the intensive care unit, as well as doc specialty doctors such as, you know, orthopedic doctors. And also, depending on uh, 
the, the type of injuries that they've sustained. Uh, you may also call out a few different specialty doctors from different areas as well. Uh, and so people, so you'll see that the, you're mobilising people straight away. They're all getting prepared right now and they're coming into that particular resus bay, drawing up medication, setting up the equipment and it's all happening ready to go because you know that when they come in there, it's, it's all hands on deck ready to go. So as I'm turned up to my shift, um, a trauma alert was, uh, sorry, a trauma respond was called. Um, so as you can imagine, here I am day one. It's probably not the most appropriate spot for me to be right in the mix. Um, so you'll have all the seasoned veterans of uh, resource nurses and all the doctors and stuff were all in there ready to go. Um, whilst that was happening, I was uh, with my buddy and we we're taking over one of the other patients who had already been worked up within one of the other resource bays. Um, so what did it feel like when I first came on? So as I'm going through, uh, so I've gone in, I've introduced myself, uh, not only to, to, my, to my buddy and said hi, uh, but also introduced myself to the patient uh, as well as the family members that were in there as well. Uh, so as I've started off, I've done the exact same thing as what I would have done within the intensive care unit or within, the re, uh, within my acute bed spaces. And that is getting in and doing uh, my safety checks, um, looking at my alarm parameters, uh, and getting in and doing a head-to-toe systems assessment. Um, I've then uh, had a look at what needs to be given, what needs to be ordered, seeing what's already been done. And the, the last nurse who was on the night did an absolutely fantastic job. Most staff's all ready to go. And the ward's pretty much aware of... Uh, that the plan is pretty much being set up so that the patient would be um, admitted to one of the wards upstairs. Uh, and so really, it felt just like um, either being one-on-one within one of my acute bed spaces, because uh, all the same sort of equipment is around the recess bay uh, area, like it's, it's just all laid out really well on the walls, got all these other specialist equipment at the back, but really, it felt just like an acute bed space, just a bit bigger and with more fancy equipment inside. Uh, or it pretty much felt more like being within uh, the intensive care unit, where I do have that one-on-one um, care with that patient. This patient wasn't mechanically ventilated or sedated. You know, they had their own wear-away talking to me. Uh, this patient just wasn't able to go out into an acute bed space based on the, the infusion that was running in the background and he was needing a bit more uh, titrated, um, increased rate of infusion of this particular medication. Uh, so as I'm getting in and, and sort of working on what needs to be done and getting this patient ready to go, I was also going over some education points with, with my buddy for the day. Uh, and it was only about an hour and a bit in into the shift uh, that I was able to, to hand that patient over to one of the other wards and then come back and keep pushing on for the day. Uh, the resource areas um, are, it, it would be, it's just like everywhere else within the emergency department, I guess, when it comes to some days you're going to be absolutely flat chat and it's not going to stop and the types of patients coming in are just so critical and well. And then you have other days where not much may really be coming through the doors of the resource area. Most of it will be pushed into the acute bed spaces. I think I've uh, come onto a shift where it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> there was still pretty, pretty flat chat at some points. And then there was also times where I was able to really go through some education points for the day. Uh, and so my buddy and I were really going over a few things in regards to, okay, this is the layout of a resource bay. All the resource bays are pretty much laid out exactly the same. That way, when big jobs do come in, it sort of becomes just uh, autonomous of where to grab particular pieces of equipment. Uh, really going over things like the ventilator. So um, I'm very fortunate to have spent that year within ICU and using mechanical ventilation and ventilators every day. Uh, and looking at this other ventilator that I don't use in ICU, um, 
But I tell you what, like once you understand the basics of it, I was able to look at it and be like, okay, like I feel like I'd be able to connect the patient up to it. And knowing the basics of how to work this piece of equipment, which is, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, it's a good feeling <laughs> to know that as well. Um, also looking over extra things uh, such as the airway trolley. Now I've seen airway trolleys before, I've checked airway trolleys as part of your daily checks and stuff like that, but it's even more so important within the, the resus area because you are tubing patients and putting in uh, endotracheal tubes or, or for a nurse's perspective, um, assisting with these intubations. Um, but really, this is like the real deal. You're, you know that that equipment is most likely gonna be used within a short period of time, so uh, making sure the equipment is there and understanding what all of the different pieces of equipment are uh, is, is really vital. So I really wanted to go through that pretty in depth with my buddy. Um, the different medications uh, within the medication drawers, just really going through each of them and, and talking about how they're used, how they're drawn up, what the mechanisms of actions are and stuff like that. And I was actually really, out of all of the stuff that happened yesterday, I was actually really impressed with um, with, I guess, with how I'm doing. Um, I guess you can, you can be hard on yourself at times, especially when you're, when you're new to the profession. But uh, again, over the last few years, I've been putting in quite a lot of effort and it's nice and reassuring to know that all of that hard work that I've been putting in behind the scenes and, and all of the education that I've received in ICU. And it, it's, uh, it's nice to know that I'm able to still go to it and still know uh, quite a bit of it, which is, which is quite nice. And it's, and it's nothing that you, don't keep going over the stuff that I'll continue to keep going over well into the future because that's the stuff when push comes to shove you want to be able to do pretty quick and uh, uh, and know what you're doing so that was that was pretty cool um, but yeah other patients and the way I like about resus too is that you're not just designated to one resus bay uh, if you're in resus all the nurses there are classified as being in resus for that day um, you, you'll go in there and you'll help your other uh, nurses out getting things done. So as you can imagine, if you're coming through resus, uh, the doctor, the, you're either going to be like a category one or a category two, which means that the, the doctors are going to be responding in there pretty quick anyway. Uh, and so you'll go in there, you'll help your other nurses out, get the patient all sorted, and then one of the nurses will sort of take over that patient. So that then becomes their patient. Um, and so it's a similar aspect of what happens in ICU or within the acute bed space that now is, that's now your patient you're working with the doctor and everything to sort of get them moving to either head up to uh, a ward setting uh, so like a ICU or CCU uh, or getting them to theatre or wherever they need to go uh, or to be pushing them out into an acute bed space um, what else? So I guess that's, what, that's, pretty, that's a good thing about resus that I like is that you are seeing a bit of everything that's happening within the resus area and then you put your hand up and you're the one taking that patient over. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but I think that the biggest thing at the end of the day is that it, the resus area, whilst things may happen a bit quicker and whilst the patients may be that little bit sicker, um, the same sort of similar things happen in the resus space as what happened in the acute bed spaces. You're still getting in, you're still doing your ECGs, cannulas, bloods, uh, your systems assessment, doing your notes, like all that sort of skin assessments, making sure everything's all documented, property form, all that stuff is still being done. Uh, just maybe done that a little bit quicker and with some extra hands because of how sick the patient is. What else? Um, 
and it was nice looking at it from an ICU's perspective as well, getting in there and labelling my lines and trying to get things all sorted so by the time they do get transferred up to ICU, uh, I know that they'll sort of appreciate that sort of stuff, which was, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, but otherwise, no, it was, uh, it was a really, really good day. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I know that there's so much more I could be learning over the next bit of time. And at the end of the day, it gave me a bit more of appreciation of what the doctors have to go through as well. Because uh, the doctors are caring for these patients uh, within the, the resus bed spaces are also the same doctors that are looking after the patients in the, the acute bed spaces as well. Um, so you can imagine that if, if big trauma responds are coming in and it's really intensive for time for these doctors who really need to be getting in and making sure you, you're getting all the information that they need to be able to manage and make the decisions or what needs to be done. Uh, but then also they're needing to go out and still be working on all the stuff that's happening out in the acute bed spaces. So as a nurse, uh, I guess it's, uh, it, it, even, it highlights the importance of being able to gather all the information I need um, to be able to hand that to the doctors to then make a decision on. Um, so for me getting in and getting blood sorted, sending things away, so the time that they do receive the information of you know, these are the blood test results, here's the ECG, here's my, what I've done with my assessments, here's the trends, I can give all that information to the doctor um, so that they can make that decision. I think that's really important. And seeing that yesterday of how quickly things can happen and how many unwell patients can all come through the door at one time and, and uh, it all becomes quite a bit. Uh, so as a nurse, just being able to get all the information up front and give that to them is, uh, highlights that really well. So anyway, guys, I really keep, uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode of this little insight. Um, and I'm so looking forward to spending some more time in resource because there's so much more that I could be learning. Um, and it's sort of like that next level again. And I, I can't wait to experience even more. And I'll keep you guys updated along the way as well. Anyway, guys, have an awesome day and I'll talk to you next time.